0: Wash and Boose A red versus blue fan fiction, written by Kinetically Anywhere, and read by God of Laundry Baskets. It is rated gen featuring Michael J. Caboose and Agent Washington. Summary Wash gets caught up in his own thoughts. Caboose is caught up in his own thoughts. They talk about it. It gets super friendship soft. Caboose is comfortable in a way Wash has no idea how to explain. He thinks he can maybe describe it in the privacy of his own head, but whenever he's asked about it, none of it can form a coherent sentence in his mouth. Words and phrases like simplicity and confidence and carelessness cross his mind, but he's not sure he could get them to sound quite right out loud. It's not that Caboose's thoughts are just simple. It's that things that seemed so complicated before suddenly untangle. It's not that he's suddenly more confident. It's that not nearly as many things seem to require anything like that anymore. It's not that he feels like everything he does is careless, it's that worries and concerns and notables seem to slide away like jello on a smooth surface. He's still himself, he's still focused and careful. Not that he's full of cares, though there are many of those. And ready for action. But when he's fused with Caboose, the tightness in his chest loosens, even though he feels like he's being hugged all over. Not every fusion comes with the feeling of an actual physical embrace with it, but this one definitely does. It's everywhere. Like, he's been wrapped full body in a blanket, but he doesn't feel trapped at all. He feels like he could run all the way to the sunset and make it there. They tried it once. It was fun. Wash wonders if Caboose feels the same way. He wonders if, maybe, Caboose feels the tension that pulls Wash's shoulders almost every day for the past however many years. He wonders if Caboose feels the sorrow, and anger, and the hurt that hit him out of nowhere sometimes. He wonders if he does. Does Caboose remember any of that after they separate again? By the time they're neck deep in the war on Chorus, Wash and Boose has run on the planet multiple times. There was right after the crash, when the debris needed to be cleared. There was that accidental time after the initial mess with freckles got sorted. There was after the ceasefire, the first time the chorus soldiers were introduced to him. And a few times since then, for training reasons. Every time he's felt the same. Every time Wash and Booz felt safe and ready and strong. And... Every time, Wash wondered if Caboose would ever really be up for it again. Fusion here was different than it was in the project. None of the sim guys fused by motivations of necessity, even when survival was a motivating factor. The main drive behind it was always some indescribable, together, feeling. No one tells them to fuse. Hell, most of the time someone is telling them not to. Secretly, Wash is pretty sure that's why Carolina hasn't fused with any of them yet. She's still waiting for someone's permission to get that close, and if there's one thing the guys don't do, it's asking for things. If Caboose never wants to be Wash and Boos again. They won't be. Period. That's it. If Wash gets too hung up on the fear, fear of what he might leave behind, then they won't be able to fuse. Period. That's it. Caboose just doesn't do fear. Not that he's incapable of being scared, but that deep, long-lasting, permanent fear... Is just not there. It slides right off of him. Wash can feel it whenever Wash and Boos runs into some new threat. He gets startled. He analyzes. He maybe even gets freaked out. When it's over, though, that's it. Wash and Boos doesn't get nightmares. Because he's strong. He's ready. He's safe. Wash is there, after all. After all. Caboose is there. But what if Caboose isn't? Caboose is there, two short minutes AFTER morning training is dismissed. Caboose is lucky, Carolina has already sped off for a meeting. Wash would call out his presence directly, but he's in the middle of fixing a jam in one of the private's rifles. He shouldn't be zoning out this much already. He ought to be making a teaching experience out of this. Wash returns full focus to the rifle, starts to point out what jammed, and asks the private if he knows the names of each piece and what their function is. Out of the corner of his eye, though, he's watching Caboose scoot around the edge of the gun range. He's got that uncomfortable face on where he looks at the ceiling as if, because he can't see anyone else, no one else will be able to see him. Unfortunately for Caboose, he's about a head taller than anyone in the room that isn't Smith, so the crew of Blue and Red Squad members definitely see him. Luckily for Caboose, they've all learned that Caboose is not a superior officer that requires attention. Caboose gets confused when people try to salute him. Last time he ended up thinking there was a bee in the mess hall, and that had turned into an interesting day. By the time Caboose makes it around to Wash's end of the room, most of the soldiers have cleared out. Wash finishes with the private's rifle, reminds them to take better care cleaning it, and sends them on their way. Then it's just Wash and Caboose. Caboose rocks on his heels and fidgets with his pointer fingers around each other. Wash crosses his arms over his chest and waits. Sometimes when Caboose doesn't show up for practice, he doesn't realize it. Or he doesn't realize that whatever he skipped to practice for wasn't as important. Caboose looks suitably guilty this time, so Wash just waits. "'Hello, Agent Washington,' Caboose eventually says in his quiet voice. "'Hello, Caboose,' Wash responds evenly. "'I was not on time for shooting practice,' Caboose explains. "'No, you weren't,' Wash agrees. "'Caboose looks at his fingers, which he taps together rapidly.' Do you want to tell me where you were? Wash prods. He doesn't ask why. That will come later. Avoiding Tucker, Caboose says. Tucker wasn't here this morning, Wash points out. He left for a recon run after breakfast. Yeah, someone took one of his orange slices. Wash doesn't need to ask who did that. Did Tucker promise some kind of retribution that spooked Caboose into hiding? Are you afraid of Tucker? Wash dares to ask. Caboose's genuine offense is so immediate it's almost comical. He scoffs no less than three times before saying, ah, psh, tsh, tsh, psh, No! psh, What does that have to do with fruit theft? Wash simulates, in his head, the line of conversation that might follow by going for the explanation, and acts as that before it starts. Instead, he says, You brought it up. Well, that's because Tucker got mad at me. Quickly, he adds, For no reason! Wash is so sure that's true. What did he say when he got mad? Wash asks. Oh, uh, the usual. That Griff is fat. That Simmons is a self-serving dog waffle. Douche nozzle, Wash translates. That I'm a prag on Socrates. Plague on society. And that he doesn't know why. Caboose clams up suddenly. What doesn't he know, Caboose? Wash prompts. Oh, uh, it's like, you know, the way people... Hmm, hmm, hmm. Caboose scratches at his hair and won't look at Wash. He keeps mumbling, mostly to himself. Uh, No, that doesn't make sense. It's gotta be... he just... it's stupid... Now Wash is concerned. Caboose, he asks again, trying to get his attention. Caboose deflates like a balloon, raspberry exhale and all. Wash takes this as a sign that Caboose has run out of words. It's a rare occasion when the switch flips in Caboose's brain that decides no matter how many words he throws at the problem, it's not going to fix his point. But it happens. Caboose just has trouble getting the words in his head out of his mouth sometimes, a lot of the times. Most of the time, it ends in Caboose walking off and moaning his depression at the sky, but right now, he seems intent on staying where he is. There's a way to get some things across without words, though. Not perfectly, and certainly not all of it, if it doesn't want to be shared. Maybe it would be a first step, though. An icebreaker. Wash and Boose is great at icebreakers. Do you want to... Wash holds out his hand. And Caboose hesitates, Wash tries not to let the rock form at the back of his throat. That's it. Period. It's over. Well, maybe in a bigger room, Wash says, for lack of any other explanation for the pause, that Wash's mind is rolling over. The gun range isn't exactly a spacious room, vertically speaking, and Wash and Boos is not short by any stretch of the imagination. None of Caboose's fusions are. The next half second feels like an eternity. This is it. This is where Caboose says he's done, where he's had enough, and honestly, that's fair, given everything that... Then Caboose asks, Do you want to? Do I want to? Wash thinks. He can only say, What? Wash, you... uh, well, you're all organized, and you think in proper circles, and you work so hard on your cool-guy reputation. Conspiratorially, he adds, even though you are a softie. Wash can only blink. And I will not tell anyone, Caboose continues. And I just, I know, I just, I am much better at socializing than you, and when we do things together I forget to make sure you're okay with that." Wash stares. Caboose wrings his hands with force Wash is sure could bend a pistol, but doesn't even pop his knuckles. And I can't—Tucker didn't do that, And Griff and Simmons argue about Grimmins a lot, because they say a lot he doesn't always show up on purpose. Simmons says how he doesn't like being so lazy, and Griff doesn't like being so butt-like. Anal. Wash translates. So, I I guess, if you don't want to be Wash and Booze, we don't have to. With sudden ferocity, he adds, not that I think Tucker's right, but cause that's just not how things work. More quietly, he adds. But I know you feel sad sometimes, and if doing stuff with me makes you sad, we cannot do that anymore. <sighs> Wash feels... No less than seven different things. Some of them are surprise, and some of them are sad, and at least one of them is happy. And now Wash is the one who doesn't know what to say, so he says, What? No. Kabir looks forlornly down at his toes. Okay. No! That's not what I meant by no. I mean... Wash takes a deep breath. Okay, back up. Caboose looks at him, mouth pulled to the side. He takes a step back. I I didn't literally mean, but okay. Wash runs his hands over his face and thinks for a second. Gives himself a sit rep. Tucker said something mean. Probably about anyone wanting to fuse with Caboose, probably because Tucker can, on occasion, be a jealous shit. Caboose knows that Wash gets sad sometimes, and he must have felt it when they were fused, which is the thing that Wash doesn't want to happen, but that's getting off track. And now he thinks that Wash is sad because he doesn't like fusing with Caboose, because he hears Griff and Simmons bicker about Grimmins, which is definitely not a guy who shows up on accident nearly as much as Griff and Simmons pretends he does. And he thinks that Wash and Boose pushes Wash socially and, wow, okay, he's got this. Wash finally says, I'm not sad because of you, Caboose. Caboose hums. Hmm, you have a lot of things to be sad about, he admits. It's a bizarre and morbid thing for Wash to say exactly about in a positive way, but he does. He also says, I'd... I'd actually thought maybe you... Wouldn't want to. Caboose blinks down at him. I don't understand. I mean, fusion blends our consciousness together, Wash says defensively. Then, returning to smaller words, continues. Our minds. I know my head is a little... What? Oh, (laughs) shh. Caboose scoffs, come on, Wash, you're not that special. Hearing that sends Wash's emotions in six new directions that his brain kind of short circuits. Now he kind of wants to scream because that, that is what he doesn't want to lose. He doesn't have a problem with being a special agent, with being Washington, with learning how to lead. But years ago, eons ago, he was just another weird guy in a big group of people. No inherent talent, no selected status, no asterisk next to his name, listing everything that's supposed to make him different. Sometimes, Agent Washington just wants to be a person again. There's a laundry list of reasons that that just isn't possible, but then... Caboose. My brain likes to do straight lines, but Wash and Booze likes to do curly cues along the way, and, you know, that's not such a bad thing to do. You know, sometimes, for a change of pace, mix it up, see how the other side lives. Caboose moves his hands around a lot as he talks towards the ceiling. To the floor, he continues. And there's, a, not really... Anyone else who's really up for how I think? With confidence, he amends. And that's just because most people haven't caught on yet that they're the ones doing it wrong. Andersmith gets it, but maybe it's a little too much? I just, uh, in a small voice, he admits. So, I, I guess you, you and Church are a little bit special to me? Um, yeah. Like a decision, he finishes. Yeah. So, if not making gouache and Booth will keep your feelings safe. We don't have to do that. Wash frantically mutes his mic to make a pathetic screeching noise through his teeth and still maintain a stoic exterior. He really loves his helmet. He unmutes his mic and... Uh, then doesn't know what to do with his hands. This is a sincere moment. He should do something meaningful, so Caboose knows how important it is. Maybe Caboose will call him dramatic for it later, but if it got through to the other person, then the drama is worth it. Wash's hands end up on Caboose's shoulders somehow. Have Now he has to stay something. What's he supposed to say? Caboose. Hmm? Wash and Boose makes my feelings feel so safe. Yeah? Yeah. Wash holds out his hand. Can I prove it to you? Caboose looks up at the ceiling again, but this time he's actually looking at the ceiling. It's just a few inches above his head. Maybe not in here. Oh, right. But yes. Wash and Boose blinks awake. He's in the underground courtyard. The one with the facilities, set up like enemy bases, and it's just him here. It will be for at least another hour. Wash is still worried about something. He doesn't have a memory to put to the feeling, because the lack of memory is the feeling, or rather, the reason for the feeling. It makes Wash and Boose's head buzz. Caboose remembers waking up after sleeping for a few days and not knowing who Church was. Nothing like that could possibly happen right now. The buzzing slips away. Wash and wonders if he can climb to the top of the practice facility. If he can make the jump into the rafters. It sounds silly and fun. But also, knowing and stretching their limits could be vital in a mission scenario. And the view up there must be awesome. Maybe he'll fall off, but he's sturdy. He can always try again. The end. Thank you for listening.